Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Uh, we got a great one for you today. I know we are all quarantined in, uh, which has given us, I think, the opportunity to uh, really focus on what matters. And that's people. If there's anything that this this pandemic has really shown is that besides the degrees and the cars and the money and all this superficial stuff, you know, God and people is what matters the most, man. And just connecting with, you know, individuals and being there for each other, uh, especially during a time like this is really what's going to make the difference. Got a great episode. We're going to break down the stimulus package, see who's getting what, what's getting who, um, you see how it's going to uh, be an aid. Uh, and then we're going to jump into some sports at the end. I got a special guest uh, with us. Uh, we're connecting live remotely. Uh, so obviously, you know, because of social distancing, we can't really be in the same uh, physical space within so many feet. So, but he decided to join remotely, just get into the Dak Prescott and Cam Newton situation. But stay tuned for another episode of It Is What It Is. Looking at the stimulus package, there's a lot of different um, entities within the the package itself. Let's looking at the how it's affecting individuals. So uh, the stimulus package will affect individuals, individuals who earn seventy five thousand dollars or less in adjusted gross income (AGI) in 2019 or 2018, if the 2019 taxes have not been filed would get a direct payment of $1,200. Now, I don't know when that direct payment will be installed. Uh, I've heard reports as two weeks, mid-April, but that's what's coming. Married couples earning up to $150,000 would receive $2,400. Individuals or married couples who also receive, would also receive $500 for each child in their household. The payment would scale down as income rises above $75,000. It will not apply to anyone earning more than $99,000 for singles or $198,000 for couples without children. Unemployment insurance would be expanded by 13 weeks and would include an additional $600 per week on top of what state unemployment programs pay. Unemployment benefits would be expanded to include freelancers, furloughed employees, and gig workers such as Uber drivers. So some of my thoughts, I think this is a good start. I think this is a great start. Uh, obviously, you know, you can't give away the farm, right? It's not going to be like everybody gets a million dollars, right? Like that's not feasible, but this is a good start. Um, I don't think a one-time payment should have been the solution. I think this should have been uh, a payment for three months guaranteed at this rate. Uh, and then a payment, you know, for another three months guaranteed at that rate, they should have probably broken it up like that. Or you could have did two, six months installments. Uh, but like I said, a good start uh, for individuals to make this. So depending on where you fall, as far as income levels, as far as marital status, uh, as far as having children or not. This is what basically will occur. I think it's just a matter of when at this point. Uh, and I also like that they included gig workers because there's so many individuals who are have w9s you know they're not just uber drivers you know they might be musicians you know and and they're paid basically by opportunity uh and they're not you know uh basically in the same bracket as far as the workforce is considered a lot of times so including them i think was a huge asset uh what i wanted to see was how this was going to implement or or affect renters versus homeowners. I saw the 
working with the banks and the credit unions, financial institutions, and making sure that people who have mortgages are able to defer their payments, have basically expanded programs to uh, create relief of some sort uh, if they have been personally affected uh, by this. However, it says nothing about renters, and I think that's kind of where the missing piece for this really to be like the icing on the cake. Uh, I think if they would have had a renter's protection part or just had, you know, something covering rent, you know, scalable up to this or, you know, it, I think it would make a easier transition uh, because I think we still left a lot on the table. Uh, but I will say that I'm glad for this start uh, and that this is a good uh, initiative. Looking at the stimulus package and how it's affecting small businesses, the bill would create $367 billion of federally guaranteed funds uh, to give as loans to small businesses that pledge not to lay off workers. So uh, wherever the threshold is for considering to be a small business, so that's probably by um, human capital and revenue uh, obtained, they would receive uh, this guaranteed fund as a loan uh to not lay off anybody. And if the business pays its workers through the duration of the pandemic, the loan will be forgiven. So basically, as long as you keep the workforce the same, the loan is automatically forgiven. That's a nice little deal. Uh, the deal also includes $10 billion in Small Business Administration emergency grants and up to $10 million of emergency relief per business. The $30 billion in emergency education fund and $25 billion in emergency transit funding would also be designated. Uh, this... This, honestly, this is the perfect, I won't say perfect, no such thing, but this is a great solution for small businesses. Uh, first, allocating and creating a fund that would be a small interest loan uh, to ensure uh, that they're able to sustain uh, during this tough time. And during this tough time, this pandemic that's affecting us all, uh, if they were to keep uh, their workforce the same, basically, this is just extra money to subside and adds as just working capital. Uh, they wouldn't have to pay it back and the loan would be forgiven. So uh, my hat's off to this added gesture. I think this is great for the business community, especially affecting the small businesses. Uh, and I can see they were really deliberate in, in its execution. Uh, what I also like is the also $10 million of emergency relief per business. Uh, that, you know, having that cushion, if things were to really hit the fan, let's say you were like a, uh, like a bar owner or, you know, you open up a small gym or something like that, you would literally have an insured working capital so you wouldn't have to worry about, like, you know, you know, it all folding down overnight. Uh, so this is a great, great move. Looking at how this pandemic has affected uh, the stock market, Lucy Bailey goes on to write, uh, the three major averages saw sell-offs on the first day of trading on the of the second quarter, with the S&P and the NASDAQ uh, lowered by around 4.4%, uh, one of the worst quarters in stock market history with the Dow recording its worst ever first quarter performance. The quarter will be remembered as the fastest and greatest drop in the stock market for the start of any post-war bear market. Jim Paulson, chief investment strategist at Lithold Group, told CNBC, the coronavirus pandemic has disrupted the fabric of American life, closing schools, factories, and businesses across the country, leaving millions of Americans without work. Jobless claims data for the week ending March 21st showed a staggering 3.28 million Americans had filed for un had filed for unemployment, the most on record. The monthly jobs report to be released Friday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics is also expected to shock 
even though the data were collected before the heaviest impact of the viral outbreak began. Data from the private payroll firm ADP and Moody's Analytics released on Wednesday showed a loss of 27,000 jobs for the week ending March 12th, also before the nationwide shutdowns were implemented and the first contraction in a decade. The total job losses probably will total $10 million to $15 million, Chief Economist Moody has stated. So, my, so obviously this is, you know, the, the um, occurrence since the pandemic. It has shut down. It has shut down countries. It's just not a United States uh, problem. It's, it's a global pandemic that has affected every sector of life. It has forced organizations to lay off people it has forced governments to have tighter restriction on travel and on um, gatherings and on educational institutions and how they go about uh, their day it has totally restructured life and created this um, unfortunate new normal Uh, so the fall off from the economy is a result uh, from a pandemic uh, that we're all Facing and dealing with, uh, I think the uh, focus has to be relief for those affected uh, first and the hardest, and then relief to blanket and to offshoot and to protect against further loss. Uh, not just the large businesses, the small businesses, the mid-sized businesses, the non-for-profits, um, not just homeowners, but also renters. Uh, I think there has to be a look at uh, freezing public debt. I think the next step is, you know, especially like with student loan debt, you know, what if, you know, instead of even if you couldn't freeze it or, or, or eliminate it, you know, making sure that if the person wasn't able to pay, it wouldn't count against them. You know, but if I think the next I think grand step to really create a, a balance and a step forward or a platform so that progress can take hold, especially in the future, is to look at eliminating uh, some kind of debt, eliminating student loans as a federal debt anyway, you know, repurchasing that equity and and flushing it away. Uh, You're almost forced to now look into the concept of a universal basic income. Um, But this, like I said, unfortunate uh, event has created a new normal. Um, And in this new normal, I think every organization, every entity is just going to have to restructure and rethink uh, workforce planning going forward. So it's going to be uh, interesting. I know the federal uh, stay-at-home uh, mandate has been furthered to April 30th, uh, so another month, and we'll see. And I know they're playing it year by year, but you know, I just want everyone to be safe and uh, well and healthy out there. But you know, this is uh, to be expected when the jobs report does get released this Friday. Like I said, we won't have all the data. Unfortunately, we won't have a true indicator of of its totality probably to the jobs reports uh, that's released in May because it's going to because March because the half the first half of March was really good. Right. So we're not we're not going to really have the full impact. So by the time, you know, May's job report comes out, that is April's data. Uh, we'll have a better indicator to see, to kind of gauge the economic health of the United States. Marshall Wall. Hold on, hold on. That's a lot. That's a lot. Sorry. Sorry. Marshall Wall. Yeah, go ahead, Cody. Sorry. 
You're good. You are live on Anchor, man. You are live on It Is What It Is podcast. What up? How y'all doing? Good, good. So how is this coronavirus affecting you? Well, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Um, just killing, doing my, uh, playing a lot of video games, you know, 2K, you know, keeping up with sports, you know, and what's going on with the Dad Prescott and the NFL and just excited for uh, this last dance coming out uh, for Michael Jordan, uh, 1998 uh, Chicago Bulls. So what is going on with the Dak Prescott situation? Well, he he wants a he wants to be the highest paid quarterback. He wants to be paid more than Carson Wentz, who's making thirty three million. He wants to be paid more than uh, all the quarterbacks, all the top five quarterbacks in the league, like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt uh, Ryan. And I think the thing is with Dad Prescott is he's he made the playoffs the first two years. You know, look at you, beats Tony Romo out. They go thirteen and three. They should have won the playoffs. It was for Aaron Rodgers' pass to uh, the tight end, you know, in the fourth quarter. Uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, I mean, he, he he deserves to get paid big time. I mean, I, I wouldn't pay him over Russell Wilson. I'm not paying him $40 million. Not I'm not doing that. Not giving, I, mean, I, I would pay that. I would give that probably four years. I'll pay, I'll pay him. I'll pay him thirty five million. I'm not giving nothing else. That that'd be my bottom line. Is Dak really a thirty million dollar quarterback? Yeah, he, he better than Carson Wentz. Yeah. Because he's uh, the availability is availability. He's always healthy. And the one time he wasn't healthy, he just missed a practice. And it was you know it was big time news. Oh, he missed a practice. Carson Wentz has missed. A lot of games. The one playoff game he had this past season, he got knocked out by a dirty hit by Clowney. And I mean, what? he got he got paid for having a have a having a great half a season. One one Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, and he gets paid off that. What but are they? But that can't get paid. Tony Romo got paid with two years left on his contract. What do you say to people who say that Dak? Is more of a game manager. He's not a leader. He really doesn't have a great arm. What do you say to that? Well, I, well, I don't. Well, he has a good arm. I don't. I don't think nobody has ever said Dak Prescott doesn't have a great arm. And besides, what if if Dak Prescott? I mean, I'll take a great game manager. Tom Brady's a great manager. What's you know? He's a great one. He's what he got six rings off it. Thanks. I mean, I, I, I mean. That plus got look. I mean, you have a. That's what a quarterback job is to do, is to be a game manager. So the great ones do. They manage the game great. They they come up. They come up big on third down. They make big plays when needed. And they you know they make big time throws. Hmm. So is. If if and I know Tom Brady's with the Buccaneers now, yes sir. But if the Cowboys still can get Cam Newton, no, no. Why not Cam? Why why would he? Why would why he? not Cam to the Bears? You only got Nick Foles. You only trade for Nick Foles in a fourth round pick. You're not gonna pay. You're not gonna pay Trubisky, who they picked up on the option. You're not gonna pay. 
I mean, Nick Foles, I mean, what's the contract? Uh, they, they, they restructured his contract, but you're not going to have Cam, Nick Foles. And, look, Cam don't want to sit behind Kibisky. Lord knows he don't want to sit behind Nick Foles. He, I don't think Cam wants to be a backup, but he's hit the, the Carolina Panthers, cut him so late. So, so what's the next stop for Cam Newton? Because you just said the Bears, you know, and obviously Nick Foles is a championship quarterback. Yes, he is. So I can't he's take anything away from Nick Foles. Uh, yeah. But you're talking about a prolific former NFL MVP. I agree. Uh, you know, who still has at least five good years. I'm but talking he, about five years left. Well, he's coming off two big-time injuries. That's the thing. You know, we don't know how healthy he is because – they won't release the uh, medicals, you know, to the other teams. That's true. That's true. I still, this is my personal feel. If I don't have Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, um, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, uh, Patty Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, if I don't have any of those quarterbacks then basically your team should be a viable candidate for uh, Cam Newton. I mean, I agree, but, I mean, what are you going to pay him? But, I mean, if, if here's my thing. If I was Cam, I, 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 you know, think about this. I would go to the Buccaneers and be a backup. Yeah. He's too – look, so, one, you can get fully healthy if you're not already. Right. You're learning from the greatest quarterback ever. Right. He's 43 years old, so God forbid if he got injured, you know, you'd be the great, you'd be the best quarterback, quarterback of all time, you know, a former league mm-hmm. MVP backing up. I mean, and then you, Cam, Cam has already had a great arm. And then you look at the weapons. Cam has never had the weapons of wide receivers in Carolina if he went to Buck, if he went to Tampa Bay behind Tom Brady. I mean, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. They got two great tight ends. I forget the other name. Running back, the defense from defense coordinator Tyler Bowles. They have a great, great not great defense. They have a good defense. Little second half of the season. And Bruce Aliens, you know, Mister Biscuit Biscuit. I mean, he 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 loves throwing bombs. I mean. Travis Winston threw for 5,000 yards, Mr. 30 for 30, who's, you know, <laughs> defensive, defensive uh, player of the year. I right. Mean, he could throw 5,000 yards, I mean, and, and 30 picks. I, I mean, what would Tom Brady and, you know, what would a healthy Cam Newton do with them targets? That's true. That's true. Well, look, Mar, I appreciate it. I appreciate you chiming in and keeping us updated on the sports. Uh, since everything is, you know, uh, pretty much been disbanded, you know, keeping us in the loop. Where can they connect with you at? What's what's your what's your video game handle? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my my video game handle is uh major uh seventeen forty three uh ps that's ps four people. Uh, you know, you just connect to me on Facebook uh at Marshall Walls. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Cody. This is all the time I have. This has been another great episode of It Is What It Is podcast. Look, connect with me, Instagram, CVMK33. Love to hear you, love to engage with you. Uh, Any type of content you want me to share, definitely going to 
do more of it. Uh, but until next time, take care.